Blog Talk Radio.
maybe it will give you the opportunity to find out for yourself, okay? All right, this is a sports show, so let me go ahead and get to the rundown because, of course, you know we have a jam-packed show for you tonight. There was a game on Sunday, and uh, your girl is feeling mighty good. I'm feeling mighty good. Feeling mighty good. I think I'm back. I think I'm back. But, of course, we will talk about that, the good, the bad, the ugly. I don't even know if there was an ugly, but maybe if you were an Eagles fan, I don't know. But we will talk about it, Super Bowl 57, Arizona. It did not disappoint. And then everything that comes with that. Um, Coaches on the move. Coaches not moving. We'll talk about that. Why is that? Um, Of course, there's some news in the NBA. We know that Kyrie Irving, he got booted out of uh, Brooklyn last week. Well, guess who else is on the move? Yes, one, KD, Kevin Durant. We will talk about that. MJ turning 60. What is he doing for his 60th birthday? Does it surprise you? Maybe it won't. We'll talk about all of that and so much more. Of course, uh, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, T- Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. Now, you already know it's two hours. <laughs> what else are we going to do but give you a full dose of the ladies? That's what we do, all right? So we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. The break tonight, absolutely no rhyme, no reason, just hopefully some feel-good music for you, Um, maybe something that you can pat your feet to, bob your head, all right? But we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break, and then on the outside of that, yes, we'll dive into it. Super Bowl 57. (laughs) I'm so ready to have these conversations. So we'll get to our first break, and we'll be right back. It's the Ladies of Sports, LL Sports 2 with TJ. Back to life, back to reality, back to life, back to reality.
Oh, yes, a little soul to soul for you. Yeah, that that one had a little uh, hidden meaning to it, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Shout out to we are now live. We're all the way live on Facebook. Shout out to my auntie Kim. I see you, my auntie Karen, in the house holding down that shy town for you, girl. I love my shy town family. I love all my family. I love all my friends. I love everybody except for the. Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's see who was it. Reginald, I see you in the house. What's up, everybody? And you already know Denise Green holding down the timeline for your girl. All right, so let's go ahead and bring in, oh, without further ado, without further ado, I got to give to you. Got to give you what you want. Got to give you what you need. Uh-oh, hold on, I lost somebody. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Let's see. Hold on, everybody. Oh, there we go. There we are. It's the ladies. Oh, yes. It is a full round table tonight. We have Terry. We have A. Lou. We have Janelle. It's the fifth and fourth of in the house tonight. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. <laughs> Thank you, Angela. Janelle. Janelle. I know. I know. I, I already know. I had to let it out. I had to let it out. Ooh, Lord, but that was a great game. I had to let it out. Y'all just had y'all, y'all just bear with me for about twenty minutes, and then I'll get back together. But right now, I'm in a funk. Oh. Y'all get ready for all you first time listeners. A Lou in a funk is something to uh, to behold. Okay, so y'all just put your seatbelt on, uh, get your coffee, get whatever you need for the next two hours, and then we're gonna we're gonna get through this the best way we can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Terry, we got Terry for the first hour, so I want to make sure that we get uh, everything in here. So let's talk about it. Um, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. We already know who won. I must say it was an awesome game. Chiefs took it though. Chiefs Kingdom thirty eight thirty five. Um, I'm not even gonna go over the like the the personal stats, but for KC, this is their third Super Bowl in franchise history, the second in the last four years of the Mahomes Reed era. Um, they trailed by 10 at halftime. They had three touchdowns, a field goal on four second-half possessions. They scored on every uh, possession that they had in the second half. Mahomes, he's the sixth player to win Super Bowl MVP multiple times, first quarterback to win NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same <laughs> season since Kurt Warner. That was in 1999. Um, the first player to win two Super Bowls, two NFL MVPs in his first six seasons. He's the first player to do that. Uh, let's see, Reed, he's the third head coach to defeat his former team in a Super Bowl. He joins John Gruden and Weeb uh, Eubank. Um, Reed is also the fourth head coach in NFL history with 200-plus regular season wins and multiple Super Bowl wins. Um, let's see, that's probably all I can say right there. They're the 15th in NFL history to win multiple Super Bowls in a five-year span for the defense. So we thought that – uh, Philly's defense was going to be the one to show up and show out, but KC had something to, uh, to say about that. Kansas City's defense, two sacks, five uh, turnovers for loss, fumble recovery for a touchdown. The Kansas City offensive line gave up 
zero, count them, Z-E-R-O, zero sacks to the Philadelphia Eagles. That pass rush, um, all of that stuff that we thought we were going to see, I'm going to save this for later, but, uh, yeah, the girl got something to say. But Kansas City, they, um, the offensive line, and I think the whole Kansas City organization took this season um, to heart. They had something to prove um, with, with the loss of Tyreek Hill. Um, this was the youngest team in NFL in the NFL this year. Um, Kansas City, uh, they had, I believe, nine rookies um, in their starting uh, lineup throughout the season, and I believe – the AFC Championship, and also Super Bowl. So for all of those who said, thought, uh, and expected for them to be rebuilding or not the same because they lost Tyreek Hill, the Kansas City Chiefs took that personally. So I'm putting out the bad signal now. 49ers, I'm going to need you all to take something personal. I don't care if it's the NFC loss. I don't care if it's the win. I just need you to take something personal and come into this next season with a vengeance. It has been, it is shown and proved, okay? Because the Cincinnati Bengals, they had something to prove this year, too, showing that it wasn't fluke. So, again, 49ers, Shanahan, Lynch, everybody, in, get something to, to get your, get your uh, grits buttered, okay? And see. Ladies, let's talk about the game. We're just going to go around. I want to know whatever you're good, bad, whatever, you, however you felt about the game. The curse has been broken. Patrick Mahomes broke the curse. Again, since 1999, Kurt Warner was the last uh, player to win the MVP in the regular season and win the Super Bowl. All the ones since then, um, if you won the MVP in the regular season and played in the Super Bowl, they lost quarterbacks. So um, Patrick Mahomes has now broken the curse. And um, after the NFL honors, I'll be honest, when I saw that Patrick Mahomes won the NFL MVP, I was like, good googly moogly, the Eagles are going to take it. But Janelle, she held firm to her pick, and she was the lone winner of the Super Bowl. So, again, we're going to go around the table. Hey, Lou, we'll have you kick it off uh, so you can get get it out, whatever you need to get out in these first 20 minutes. Go ahead, Lou. If I make sounds, noises, and they not the right noises, just forgive me. Georgia to my head, not my heart. The game was awesome, I must say. That was a bad, I mean, it was tit for tat, tit for tat. I ain't never, that was the best Super Bowl that I've seen, I'm going to be honest with you. It was close, it was tight. Uh, you know, every time, baby boy, you know, I just wanted a little young one to win. Every time Jalen Hurts had to come back, well, at first they wasn't down, but then all of a sudden they got down, you know, because Mahomes is just so wise. He's about 27, but he's about 72. But, you know, and I can't take nothing from him because they both were, were excellent. But he, um, but every time Jalen had to go and do what he had to do, he did it. But, see, I was thinking about those last five minutes because y'all know the last five minutes, two minutes, one minute, anything can happen. And, see, the Chiefs, they was just easily just, they set them up. They easily gave up the, uh, you know, the toss. You see what I'm saying? Gave up the toss knowing they was going to have it at the end. And they stretched that thing out. I mean, I love the way they played and, and the, all these first downs. Jalen Harris, he, the boy, even though he lost the Super Bowl, he's, he, he made so many, uh, he broke so many records, it wasn't even funny. And so my hat goes off to him. But, uh, you know, it's just, they just set the baby up. He, it, they just set him up. And so, uh, 
But, but, but you know, it was it was just a great game. I, I just was just wanted him to win, you know, just as off as six left shoes because I just really thought that the Eagles were going to win, and everybody was thinking they was going to win because, you know, nobody voted for uh, the Chiefs. And you see what happened with uh, Kelsey. He got up there and started telling people off. He's a little bitter, just a little sour. But um, but it was a great game. It was a great game, and I don't have any complaints, to be honest with you, except that they didn't win. But, you know, I'm not sad because I really love Mahomes, too, though. You know, so for him to get it, you know, those 27, you know, that ex- I just think experience just took it, and I think they do, they went a little bit further. But um, the defense, I felt like, on the uh, Eagles' side wasn't, they could have. They made some stupid mistakes at the wrong time. Yeah, the boy gonna grab him in his back. Is he is he playing patty cake right now? Yeah, and they call. And of all times, they call that. You know, and so it's just you know that was a costly mistake. And then of course when when Jalen, you know, he threw that uh the the the, the fumbled you know with the ball and the boy went and made a touchdown list and I gotta make that touchdown. You know, he was so close to the to the. Uh, it just it just hurt me so bad. It hurt me because see that six points we needed that somewhere down the road. You know what I mean? We really did. We really did. But uh, uh, it's gonna be all right. I, I I'm glad that Mahomes won it because either one of them winning it would have been great. You know, but it's just um, it just hurt a little bit. It just hurt. That's all. I just like to share the Super Bowls with everybody. <laughs> I share it with everybody. Terry, your thoughts on the game? And we'll, and we'll go through the last. We'll go through that last uh, play too, because of course I got a question for y'all about that. But just um, go ahead with your overall thoughts on the game. Overall, I thought that the game was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, firsthand, I thought that you know the Eagles was going to win the way it started out. But then I said, you know, it's any man's game here. Um, but when Jalen, when he did that fumble, and I don't know, it just looked like, you know, the Eagles was in disarray. Uh, they didn't even go, it seemed like they went after the ball. And so the Chiefs made the touchdown. I'm like, okay, could this cost us the game? And, you know, and then when they went into halftime, the Chiefs, you know, they came back out with a purpose. They were like, okay, this is our game. But I thought when I when I back up a minute, when I saw that um, Mahone had got hurt, he had hurt that ankle, I was like, oh, my goodness. And just see him and the excruciating pain on the sideline, I said, oh, man. I said, this may be it. He may not come back out. But they went in that locker room and came back out, and they came out with a purpose. And that last play, I was just confused on that for a minute, that, you know, the tie game, and then they went to – the one-yard line, and then they stopped, and I, 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 it dawned on me later, okay, well, they didn't go and make the touchdown because they could have just <laughs> walked it in, you know, mm-hmm. but they stopped at the one line to use up the clock. Mm-hmm. So when they used up the clock, you know, that was ball game right there. But overall, oh. it, was, it was a great game. It was a great game. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Shasha, I see you in the house. Eric Taylor, thank you so much for tuning in. C Green, I see y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Micah, I see you on the house. Rashad, what's going on? Um, again, we have Terry for one hour tonight, so I want to make sure that I get um, you know all the ladies' thoughts and um, I got some questions that I want to get to. So if, if you're on the line, I please, please, please keep holding, and we'll definitely bring you in. Okay? But um, Janelle, your thoughts. So, excuse me, first I want to 
uh, say something against what you said in the beginning um, about this whole rebuilding thing. I personally don't ever want to hear another team make a complaint about it being a rebuilding year and they couldn't get it done because between their offense and their defense, there were 11 members that were rookies. They, there's no reason why the Chiefs should have actually pulled this out and won, and won the Super Bowl. But like you said, they had something to prove. So it, 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 it can be done. It absolutely can be done. The, um, the thing about it, um, Jalen Hurts played the greatest game he has ever played. The only mistake that he made was that fumble. And it, it, I can't really blame that on him. He had the ball stripped from him. That was, they wrapped him up so he couldn't help but drop that ball. They snatched it from him. So that I can't, but on all accounts, on total yards, passing yards, literally comma possession, I mean, third down conversions, everything that you can think of, the Eagles had this. They outplayed, they out, out, literally outplayed the, the Chiefs when it comes to stats. But the, the Chiefs just wasn't having that. But I, I, I feel like um, if Terry was right when, when she uh, made the comment that they, had, um, they were trying to prove something, it's true. The Chiefs literally – they're they're both their offense and their defense because I was afraid for um, the Chiefs' offensive line because you know from time to time they they seem to be a bit chippy. Sometimes they protect Mahomes, sometimes they don't. You know they sometimes they let the the uh, O line collapse in on him where he can't really get get done what he needs to get done. Just like in that um in the in the uh, championship game he was literally throwing balls jumping up in the air trying to get because the the um the the pocket was collapsing on him so bad so it to to see his o-line step up and protect him like that was amazing they got not one touch on Mahomes that was phenomenal i couldn't believe it i was so shocked um and then the fact I, I just knew we were done. I knew that we were done when um, when Mahomes got hurt, his ankle got hurt again, and at the end of the first quarter, I said, "Well, this is pretty much the Eagles' game from here." But he wasn't having it. Now I will say this: I don't care what anybody says. Now they did. Um, it, it's been back and forth. They've been talking about um, the fact that his his uh, they tested him after the game and it came up negative. But do you cannot tell me that that uh, his training staff did not give that boy a Toradol shot or something to get him through that game? Because when he came out in the second half, he was he was walking normal like nothing had happened. And, and literally the girl. Uh, I mean, I'm went, sorry. Uh, you're right, Janelle. You know what he got. The 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 conversation that was had during that halftime, the, I, I don't know what he said to them, but they literally came out and played as a completely different team. They were making no mistakes, absolutely none. I, it was just, it, it was a sight to see. It really was. It, it was a sight to see. I'm, I'm, me personally, I did not want the Eagles to win, um, so I'm very happy for the Chiefs. I'm, I'm happy for the Kelsey brothers because um, they had a, a, an outstanding week, them and their parents. There were so many interviews going back and forth about, you know, the fact that this was going to be the first time that they were going to get the chance to play against each other on a big stage like this. So it was absolutely awesome. It, it was. It, it was a phenomenal game. I enjoyed every minute of it. 
I, you know, I, 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 I did everything that y'all said. It was an outstanding game. This is what you want for the Super Bowl. Um, I was not I, – I, I did what – I would have liked to see Jalen win win a Super Bowl. I, mean, I cannot lie with that. But when Philly lost, I did not feel bad for them because in my heart of hearts, I said, "Who's to say that they should have been there?" And I, I firmly believe this. Kansas City, the, where was that outstanding pass rush of the Philadelphia Eagles? They hadn't went up against a team that could expose them. Now I'm not saying that. That um, you know, Kansas City's. Well, Kansas City, they did have the best offense. I, I cannot tell a lie, but you cannot tell me with the offense. And I'm just gonna go back to just a little bit. You cannot tell me with all of the offensive weapons and the genius mind of a Kyle Shanahan that we would not have been able to expose them just as much. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But the way that Kansas City exploited that, team, too wide open. You just, you did the exact same play within what three or four plays. Tony wide open on the right hand. Um, on the right hand hatch and then you came back with number 24 the same play he was wide open i mean philly's defense was horrible took a took a ak that but you know what it 49 rifle and blew holes up through that thing go ahead but that was andy reed's genius he watched he literally his team his his coaching team his um his coaching staff is outstanding because they literally watched what these boys did and made the adjustments immediately, ran the same play, but moved some players around and was able to get mm-hmm. his stuff done. It was to watch his to watch him, nobody can ever say that Andy Reid does not belong in the list of the greatest coaches ever because his 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 mind, his his football prowess is outstanding. Yes. You right about I that. I agree. And his yes, staff I agree. His his staff is I mean they're, they're top notch. That is why they have been to that they've won five uh, AFC. Well, they've been to five AFC championships. Patrick Mahomes has not been in playing NFL football and not been to an AFC championship game. And now they've what been to three three Super Bowls in four seasons. It's it's not by chance. Um, Bill Belichick he still reigns supreme as the modern day coach right now. But you, you, I agree with you, Janelle. You have to put Andy Reid, but you have to put his other um, his supporting cast. Um, in there with him, he doesn't do it, you know, by himself. But we're going to get to to, to that port, portion in a bit. Um, but I do want to get to this, um, like I said, because uh, I, I want to get your ladies thoughts. So of course, we had the holding penalty with a uh, minute 54 left in the fourth quarter. James Bradbury, um, he did tug on Juju's uh, jersey coming off the break. So within the first five yards, there was a tug. Now after that, I think it's just positioning. I think they both had hands on each other. But again, ref threw the flag. It was third and eight with 154 left. Penalty gave the Chiefs first and down on Philly's 11-yard line. And of course, we know what happened. Um, Running back uh, McKinnon went down um, like he was supposed to do, did not score in order for time to to run off of the clock. Ladies, I'm going to ask the question. Could the referee not have called that holding penalty. We know it's a big game, um, letter of the law, it was holding, but could the referee have not called that penalty? I'm going to go in reverse order this time. Janelle, we'll have you kick that one off. Easily. He could have easily not called it because there were several holding um, holding uh, actions that happened throughout the game that, that they saw and did not call. They set um, they set the precedent at the beginning of the game. There were all kinds of stuff that was going on that they weren't calling, which is why it was 
crazy that they called that one. There were so many things that were going on that they could have thrown flags for that they didn't. Uh, there were at least two other holding calls that they could have um, that they could have called and they did not. But for whatever reason, he chose to he chose to call that one. I don't know what that was about. Mm. Robert, I see you in the house. Thank you so much, Danielle Contreras. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show. I'm trying to get y'all Dale McSwain in the house. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Rashad, make sure y'all share the show, y'all. Share the show and tell a friend. Uh, Terry, could the referee not have called that penalty? Easily. I agree with Janelle 100%. I mean, all the other things that were going on and they decided to call that call, yeah, they could easily not call that that, um, call there. Mm. I don't know why, but they did. Hey, Lou, could they have not? Could they not have called it? Undoubtedly, they could not have, and effortless, effortlessly. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it because there were calls that they should have been calling, and they didn't call. Okay, I'm coming down. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I think she's trying, y'all. I think she's trying. I think that that was the key word that she's trying to come down. But it's okay. We, hey, hey, Lou, we we gonna take you. We gonna take you wherever, whichever way you come to us tonight. Marcus, thank you so much for tuning in. Kevin, thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. You know, I have been going back and forth with this one all week. I, I've seen the the game probably about five times now. I just watched it for the for the probably the fifth or sixth time right before the show tonight. Um. I totally agree with you, ladies. They hadn't been calling the game that tight the whole game. So why this one? I, I'm still torn, though, because it was blatant. I mean, you, you, we all agree that it was holding, though, right? It, it wasn't like a ticky-tack. I can't say ticky-tack, but, okay, we, we are in agreement that it was holding. Is it, do we agree with that? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. Okay. Yes. Yes, so even, we're saying he that, that even he though it was holding. Okay, go ahead, Janelle. Sorry. Even he agreed that he was holding. When they interviewed right. him, he said, "Yeah, I, I was holding." He said, "I was doing it," but said, they, I was said, hoping I, it was going to fly by. They would, that it would fly by. He was. He said he would hope it would fly by. And why did he say that? Probably because of the way they had been calling the game all up until then. So, right for him not to call the flag at this crucial moment. I think it was a no-win situation for the ref because if you don't call it, what is Chiefs Kingdom going to do? I mean, not, not to say that the, that the Chiefs probably couldn't have still won um, or couldn't have still scored. Um, and then, you know, with them calling it, it looks like Philly was just told to let them go ahead because maybe they thought that the Chiefs were going to go ahead and score to keep time on the clock. Um, because I, I, I easily said, okay, it's first and First and goal at the 11, you can hold them. You can still hold them to, to a field goal um, and, and keep more time on the clock. But, again, that's just the genius of, of the, the coaching staff with the Chiefs. But I don't know, y'all. It's just this, this is a 50-50 ball for me. Um, I, I'm not mad that they did call it um, because it was so blatant. But then a part of me, like probably end of Sunday, Monday, I'm like, you know what, are they just cheating for the Chiefs? because I'm going back to when we played them, and there were just blatant calls that they didn't call. But it's like, so how is it that the Chiefs always seem to come out on the winning end of the referee's call? I think that's what's starting mm-hmm. to bother me. But yeah. then, I don't know, I just, 
I think it's, I it's a about that too, situation. TJ. I thought about that. I do too. Um, so, I, it, it's up in the air for me. Could he not have called it? I really don't think he could not have called it because it was so blatant. And and for the fact that James um, co-signed it, he knew what he was doing. So it was like, mm, let me just see if I can get away with it. So I, I'm going to say he he um, there was no way he couldn't he could not have called that that play. It just would have been too. It, it's controversial either way. And so I, I, unless the was paid to throw the game. Yeah. The the one thing that the one thing that I, I'm tired of hearing though, and Tina, you and I talk about this every single season. Um, and even Philadelphia's coach said it. That that one play did not decide the game. There were many right. mistakes that were made prior to that that caused them to lose this game because there is no reason why you should ever let uh, an opposing team just walk not once but twice. Into the end zone, the just free willy yes. with nobody guarding him. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw that too, Janelle. That, yeah, was that should not have happened. The defense, but but is that on the defense or is it is that just great offensive calling? Is that studying? Is that what studying film looks like? That I can give you a play, I can expose your defense wide open on the wing, right right side of the wing, and then come back to two, three plays later, and do the same thing on the left side. That's, what that's that? why I have to is give it, it to – That's what, I have to give it to the offense. I have to give it to that coaching staff because I promise you, mm-hmm. you, you, if you go – and, Tina, you've watched the game several times, so you know I'm telling the truth. Every single time um, uh, Andy Reid would make a play, he would make the adjustment. He would see what they would do, and then he would make the adjustment and use that same play and end up getting what he needed. Yep, exactly. And then then you just look at it down by 10 points at halftime. Now, I'm in total agreement, ladies. When Mahomes got hurt going into that uh, in in the second half with that tweaking that ankle, and then I said, oh, my goodness, now they're about to go into halftime and extended halftime at that. All it's going to do is tighten up. Is is he going to be able to run? And he did look a little – I agree with you that he looked um, – like he could have been better, I say better in quotes, but you could tell as the third quarter was kind of, you know, waning that, you know, he started to hobble a little bit. But then when he took off on that 30-yard run, it was just like adrenaline took over. It's like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with that boy's ankle. But then as soon as as soon as the play was over, it was like reality set in. And, you know, you could see him kind of hobble over to, to the sidelines. But adrenaline will get you through anything as well. There was nothing uh, short of steroids of his foot getting amputated, Patrick Mahomes was not going to be out there on that field and finish the game. I don't think there was anything that could have stopped him. Um, Pain and all. Because you you can't tell me when it got tweaked that he was in. I mean, even he probably thought for a second because the way he threw his head back, you know, man, am I going to be able to finish this game? That probably went through his thoughts. But going in at halftime, um, like I said, bar his but getting amputated, Patrick Mahomes was going to be out there on that field. But, and again, Janelle, I am in total agreement with I don't know how Jalen Hurts, he, there is nothing for him to hang his hat on. That man played the game of his life. And that yes, is he did. Yes, that he, he did. Hated, that he had to lose, that somebody had to lose that game. 
Jalen Hurts put all doubters to rest. Now, I'm in a disagreement with you about that fumble because it looked like he just dropped the ball. It looked like his, his body moved forward and his, his hand just said, hold on, Jalen, we ain't, we ain't ready to go that way. But I of that hit, fumble. He, he was his, hit his by hand. two or three guys. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess he's been hit. I think he's been hit worse than that. And I, but, I mean, you know, it is what it is. He, he, he fumbled the ball, and it was, it was a good pick, you know, um, swoop for six. But uh, even with that, just it was like a, a heavyweight boxing match. You know, I'm gonna come with an uppercut. Okay, well I'm gonna come with, with with the right. I'm gonna come back with the left. Okay, well I'm gonna come back with the right again. I'm gonna do some body blows. Okay, I'm gonna give you some headshots. This game, it, it was a Super Bowl for the ages. And for Jalen Hurts, three rushing touchdowns. Um, even the the two point conversion. The the boy came back from what the four yard line it seemed like to do the two point conversion. The Chiefs should have been stopped him. But it was it was drive, it was momentum, it was I am going to I am going to put my team on my back and take and them to the promised that. land. Mm-hmm. I, I, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Go ahead, ladies. Re- repeat what y'all just said. That that is exactly what happened because even when his even when his defense was letting him down, Jalen would get back on offense and it's like, okay, that they can't get it done, I'll get it done for you. He was not playing. He has something to prove and prove every bit of it. There is not a naysayer. And and the thing about it is I remember when he first got drafted to the Eagles, it was so many people upset that they had chosen him. Mm-hmm. I, I, he, he had to – he literally shut it down. Do you hear me? He can, there can not be not one person or uh, not one person who is an Eagles fan that should ever say anything about Jalen Hurts because that boy gave his all. He plays his heart. That is literally the greatest game, regardless of whether we're talking about college, because I used to watch him in college, regardless of whether we're talking about college or in the, um, since he's been in the pros. That is the greatest game that boy has ever played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I I totally agree with that. And I also um, like the fact that when he made the fumble and he went to the sideline, you know, he was telling his the, his team, you know, that was on me, that was on me. Uh, and he didn't try to put it on the line, you know, saying that you know it was their fault, they weren't protecting him or whatever. You know, he was literally saying that you know that one was on me. If it had been Brady, he probably would have you know been all that just. Snapping it, folks. And but, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, both of them. But but he should have had some protection. If you look at all them red red coats around him, and you know, and he's trying to hold on to the ball and stuff, and you know, do everything else. He he was excellent. You know, it's nothing. I just needed to to be on defense. They needed me on defense because now this was. Ms. Lucinda, I'm going to give you that. The, the defense, because the one thing that ticked me off about the Eagles' defense, I need to understand how, when you know for a fact that Travis Kelsey is, is, yeah. tra- uh, is my home first, first, second, and third choice to get the ball to how you don't double-team? How's this boy always free to catch a ball? Thank how you. Always, always in the middle of the field free to catch a ball. What are you doing that you're not double-teaming him? Right. <laughs> like like Kelsey said, though, it's the genius of Andy Reid and that coaching. I don't know if they thought it was going to be a run play and then he sneaked it. The, 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 you know, you know you bad when you know the ball is coming to you and you can't be stopped. I mean, that, that's just a bad boy. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no bad. other way to say it. The, the Chiefs, um, as much as I don't like them, I'm, I'm tired of the Chiefs. I'm over them. But it, it was a great game. It really was. It really was. All right. Hey, I'll, 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 
they out thought they out thank how do you say it? thank them or they they out outwitted them they but they out thank how do you say that word out think because yeah, I'm using the wrong uh, yeah, tense here. Wrong, but I know what you're saying, though. They uh, mm-hmm. out them, but man, I don't even mm-hmm. know if that's a correct grammar. But it's all right. We, we make mm-hmm. up stuff on the so, show. So often. it's just it, they, they did it. And, and, uh, and, but but you, you, can't, you can't blame, you know, Jalen Hurst because, like I said, he did. He, he carried that team as far as he could take them. But at some point, somebody else got to step up. You know what I mean? I expected more from uh, A.J. Brown, I think, the boys, and some of them other ones. But it was just like – they, they, the defense was 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 lacking. It was lacking to say the uh, the least. Yeah, I can't even put it on that offense though. Philly's offense showed out. The way Jalen Hurts got that ball down the field to Smith and AJ, I, I can't put it on the offense. The the defense of Philly just got exposed. Mhm. Again, I'm gonna say it again. They should have been exposed the week before. They should not have been there. That's why they didn't win. I'm telling y'all that right now. They, they should have been in the Super Not all. I I agree with you, Tina. The only thing that has me concerned right now is the Chiefs right now have an advantage, and I know you hate to hear it, but it's the truth. They have an advantage because Patrick Mahomes, his his contract is already taken care of. They got a bunch of rookies that they ain't got to pay for a minute. The Eagles, they're going to have to let go of some of the pieces that they got in order to pay Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I know. So I the Eagles can fall apart for all I care. Everybody in the, in the NFC can. I ain't, yeah, you I know, you're so out of control. You are so out of control. If you don't shake it off. I'm good now. The Super Bowl is don't, over. Don't I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm back to my normal self. And, and the Eagles lost too. What you say? I tell you. Okay, well, look, I got to get these questions over because we got Tara for, for uh, I can't count, was 15, 17 minutes. 17. 17 minutes. Okay. I want to get these questions in because uh, I want to get her, get her thoughts. Okay, so, you know, I like to do the, the, the roundtable of questions. So, first one, the team to – well, I think uh, Janelle probably just answered this question. The team to return back to the Super Bowl first, Chiefs or the Eagles? I'm just going to go around. So, we'll go uh, Janelle, Terry, and then Aunt Lou. So, Janelle, team to return back to the Super Bowl first, Chiefs or the Eagles? Chiefs. Okay. Terry? Chiefs. Aunt Lou? Eagles. Okay. All right. Yeah, my answer would be the Chiefs, too, because, like you said, they, they got the rookies. Um, as long as Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes, but I, I'm not saying that they'll be back next year, but I'm, I do believe that the Chiefs will be back before the Eagles are because I think uh, Joe Burrow got something to say about the Chiefs. Okay. So we all said Chiefs and ain't loose at Eagles. Okay, next question. In his five years as a starter, Patrick Mahomes has been, and people on the timeline, everybody, listeners on the timeline, I want y'all to answer too, so this is interactive. All right, here we go. In his five years as a starter, Patrick Mahomes has been to five AFC championships and now has won two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVP. Patrick Mahomes ranks where in top quarterbacks of all time? I'll give you a second to think about that. Five AFC championships. Man, only been he's been starting five years. So every year, five AFC championship games. He's now won two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. Where, as of today, where does Patrick Mahomes rank in quarterbacks of all time? It could be top three, top five, however you want to put that. Um, I'm going to go back around now. Ain't look. 20. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Terry? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, all right. I'm kidding, girl. You ought to know that. 20, come on, TJ. Okay, well, we're running on time. I'm going to need you to be serious for the next 15 minutes. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Exclude me. Exclude me with these questions. So, so what you say? Top three, top five, top ten? Yeah, two. Something like that. Two. Those are the goats. Yeah, I say top two. Okay. Here's my problem. I wanna I wanna give him his kudos because the boy said to call him yeah. a goat. I can't do it yet because his career is still too young. But the problem with this is. He has now stat-wise outdid everybody. Tom Brady, he sits on top for most uh, most points, most uh, playoff career points, most uh, comeback wins, most. He literally sits on top. He's outdone both Brady and Aaron Rodgers and uh, John Elway and Peyton Manning. I mean, literally, he sits, Drew Brees, too, he sits on top of everybody when it comes to the stats. So you have to give him his kudos. So I, to put him, I, I'll definitely put him in a top five. But he's still his career is still too young. If something happens to him, then then what? You know what I mean? But the he's let he's definitely playing playing like he's going to be greater than Tom Brady. Let's just be clear on that. Mm-hmm. And when you say greater than Tom Brady, do you mean seven Super Bowls? Or does he even need seven Super Bowls to be greater than Tom Brady? Okay, do you realize that when we're talking about comeback wins, he literally is only two games behind Tom Brady when it comes to being 10 points behind um, and and literally um, winning the game. It it literally has taken Tom Brady uh, 48 starts to do that. It's only taken him 14. It, it, I I firmly believe that that and now I'm not saying that he's gonna play as long as uh, Tom Brady did, but I firmly believe that he is going to end up um, getting close, if not getting seven or more Super Bowls. He's gonna get close. I believe that. Mm. As long mm-hmm. as Andy Reid keeps coaching, as long as Andy Reid keeps coaching, that duo you're not gonna be able to stop them. Hmm. Okay. Now, whether he gets close to seven, again, I think a lot of people in the AOC are going to have something to say about that. But uh, this is the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs, they went to the Super Bowl with the youngest team um, this season. So I I can't count them out. Uh, But I don't know if he's going to get – I don't know if he's going to get close. He might. He might. I just – I don't know. But like you said – I definitely, he doesn't even need to play as long as Tom Brady. That's just it. He's done so much more in his career in the first six seasons than right. Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? He, he's already acquired so much. You know, I go mm-hmm. back and forth a lot, though, between Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Because for a while there, I did not um, put the same equation that I do with Michael Jordan that I did with Joe Montana, meaning he's undefeated. That's that's one of the criteria that I look as far as the, the basketball championships with Michael Jordan. Joe Montana also, you know, been to four, one four. Um, Brady, you know, went to ten um, and and won seven. But um, I, I still, Mighty Joe is up there for me though. Um, so it's kind of a toss. Joe Montana, Tom Brady. Joe Montana. But I would have to. Yep. I have to put top. top uh, I'm sorry, uh, Patrick. Probably top three. No more than four. But I think he's in my top three. Yeah, I I agree with you. I do agree with you because I, I'm with you on the Joe Montana Montana thing, the John Elway thing too, because that boy was phenomenal. 
there there are certain there are certain um, quarterbacks that people just keep forgetting about, like they were nobody, and these guys were doing their thing for years. Well, Janelle, you kind of you led me into my next question. There, I just said that this how it is. Somebody always just great uh, layup. The combination of Coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes will result in fill-in-the-blank Super Bowl. So the combination of Coach Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will result in how many Super Bowls? Terry, we're going to have you kick that one off first. I'm going to say five. Okay. Okay. Hey, Lou, what's your answer? So you say, yeah, you guess that, and and I'm just I'm just throwing it out there uh, because I'm not saying that it can't happen, but with the with the way the AFC is shaping up. Hold this, Reed. First of all, hold this, coach. Hold this. Oh, Reed, he 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 up there now. He about seventy. Sixty. He's sixty-four. He's sixty-four. That's it. He looks older than that. Well, hopefully he can. Well, then that, I'm gonna give him about 20 more years. Well, I'll give him about 12, or 10 or 12 years. So it might be about as Terry said five. Cause some other I don't people. Oh no, Janelle, I'm gonna have to look that one up. He's only 64. I thought he was 70 something. He looks old. That man, I thought he was hidden. That's why. I said. Give, give me a second. I, I, because this was one of the things that they mentioned. One of the things that they that they were mentioning during um. Yeah, he's sixty-four. And really, he is sixty-four he, 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 years old. Oh, what happened, Andy? He was born <laughs> in nineteen fifty-eight. He he was born. He was actually born March nineteenth, nineteen fifty-eight. He's sixty-four. Yeah, he is sixty-four. He looks every bit of eighty-four. Yeah. Stop it, Lou. Not eighty-four. I was gonna give him seventy-two, but uh, seventy-four. Yeah. That was. We need to check Wikipedia because something something ain't adding up. But okay. So, so, Aunt Lou, you still say the five, knowing he's only sixty-four? Yeah, I would say the five because these 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 other quarterbacks ain't just gonna let a homeboy go out like that. they're just not going to let him win like that unless they pay for their Super Bowls, which with Tom Brady. I really believe Tom Brady did. He paid for a few of them. Okay. Don't, yes, don't get to the fairy Wow. Okay, so A. Lou and, and Terry say five. Uh, Janelle, how many Super Bowls will this I'm do? I'm definitely well? in agreement. Uh, I'm definitely in agreement. It's going to be It's going to be at least five. If they get beyond that, I wouldn't be shocked, but it's definitely going to They're definitely going to have at least three more together. Uh-huh. Yeah, I say that sounds reasonable. I, I would, I'll give him three more, and uh, I'll say probably in about a five, six-year span. Because with the 49 we're we going to win next year. That's, that's just going to be one. But uh, anyway, okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I say a total of five. I think that's very realistic. I think. But, again, I'm with you all. Seven would not surprise me. It's just the it's just the new you know the the youngest that we have coming up in the AFC and you know the NFC ain't ain't uh, you know too bad, but um, okay. Last question here. Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime performance was what? And I'm gonna let whoever wants to jump in first, whoever I hear first answer, then we'll we'll go in, in circle. But Rihanna's Super Bowl. Oh, okay, Terry, go ahead then. 
I don't know. I just I didn't like the um I didn't like the halftime. I, I'm not sure what it was, but I just didn't like. I don't know. I think it maybe because of she wasn't really moving around and um it wasn't a, quite enough action or you know I just didn't like it. Bottom line. A joke. It was a joke. See the dumb daughter just standing still, showing her belly. But I don't. And yeah. I, don't I, I didn't understand the, the the white coats and what they had on, and I didn't understand a lot. I know I, I know some of her, the words in the song. So to be, be, what is that song that she talks about? Uh, it was one of the songs. Not umbrella. What's that other one? Uh, oh, girl, I can't even think. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't even say. But anyway, it was just, it was, to Mama Conza, Mama Conza, I'm trying to, I don't know the word. But anyway, um, it was a joke to me. They, 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 they hyped that up and, and you know, and all this stuff just was to see that. And I'm like, are you serious? I've seen so much better of Super Bowl performances. You I mean? You hear me? Not not on, not the team playing, but, but just that, you know, the, the 30 minutes that they gave her, it was a joke. Yeah, and it was just like a Can you believe it was only 13, though? Well, it should have yeah, been man. five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> five, two, three. And it's I'm like sorry, she was on a display. Showing, it was, she was on a display, you know, showing that she was pregnant, how she just kept, you know, rubbing on her stomach. And then for, you know, and I just didn't like the fact that you sitting up high. I mean, you standing up high like that. I would have never, you know, it being pregnant, Imagine someone, you know, going up and down like that. Mm-hmm. She need to go on. She need to go on and get married and quit having all these babies out of wedlock. The man well, that he is. Now, now that's mother. a whole different story. Now we gonna, we gonna stay out that woman's bedroom right. now. Okay, Janelle, <laughs> what, what was the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. You are so funny. Um, here's the thing. I've been to her concert, so I've definitely seen better performances from her, but I thought her performance was fine considering the, her situation. She was pregnant. Um, what I will say is her translator actually outperformed her. Her She had a, um, a, a girl doing a translation for the deaf that was, that girl was killing it. I said, oh, my God, this girl need to be up on stage. Oh, I well, thought yes, you were funny for talking about the lip syncing, because that lip syncing was horrible. I'm like, Riri, if you're going to lip sync, no, I'm going to she has. No, she always has. Anytime she's doing um, shows like that, she always has a, a, um, a translator. She actually had, I'll send you a video of this girl. She actually had a, a, a girl, um, I can't remember what the girl's college is from. She's from one of the HBCUs, um, actually translating for the dev. I'm not joking about that. I'm serious. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, send that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I couldn't get past the lip sync or something. I'm like, Riri, now, if you're going to lip sync, I, I'm going to need you to be a little bit less obvious with it. Um, yeah, she did just... like a diamond, something like a diamond. Something oh, okay. like a diamond. Shine, shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I was I was disappointed. I, I cannot lie. Um, okay, we, uh, Terry, I just want to give you an opportunity to give your shout-out. Because I know you're about to head on out. 
My shout-outs tonight go to each of you ladies. I love you, and thank you as always, Tina, for having a spectacular show. You just you you just put your all in all into it, and I that's what I love about you. And you guys have a blessed rest of the week. You as well, Terry, and thank you so much for that. I, I appreciate that. And thank you for You're being welcome. you know for being on here. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> love you, Terry. Love yes, you, love Terry. You we love you. Thank you so love much you. for joining us for that hour. Yes, ma'am. Y'all be blessed. All right. You too, love. Good night. All right. 347 826 That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Yeah, I, when we because I think it was announced in, when, when was it announced? Um, was it January? No, it had to be December that, um, that we that we found out that Riri was going to be performing in the, in the half. Did, ladies, do y'all remember when we found out? And I think she found out she was pregnant short. No, she five months. Yeah, to know. Uh, I just think we should have been informed that she was pregnant or she was going to be pregnant because I think that would have diminished the expectation. What do y'all think about that? Um, I think for a lot of people it would have. For me, I don't. I personally just have to give it to her, the fact that she had the courage to, to go through with this being pregnant, knowing that she wasn't going to be able to give a show like she usually does. And then on top of that, the, the dynamics of the show, the way they had her, you know, up in the air like that, I, I would, I, my fear would have been for my safety. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't have, yeah. I, I, there are certain things I just, I, I have to give it to her because she actually actually did the performance in the first place. Because uh, doing that, doing a pregnancy, I mean, come on. I, I just, I have to give her that. Yeah, I, my hat goes off to her for doing it, especially being, you know, elevated up so high. I, I do, I, I really do, but uh, we only get one Super Bowl halftime, Janelle. But, you know, if if, if you're going to be restricted and limited, I mean. Okay, if we're going to be disappointed. She, I think she should have done a I, I hear, or something. Yes, she, I agree with you. She should have done that. But if we're going to talk about disappointments, that wasn't the only disappointment because I look forward personally to the uh, Super Bowl commercials, and they was trash this year. But see, I be at the sports bar, so I don't get a chance to see the, the, the commercials like that. I always have to take the game. Yeah. So I, I can't speak on the commercials. But I don't know. I guess I just um... – but she looks so pretty, though. I just, just pretty as a button. But uh... – and I, the, the costumes, I'm with you, A. Lou. I mean, the, the dancers, they didn't change that one time. They just kept coming on with heavier white coats on. I'm like, what is the, what, 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 does this symbolize something? Does that mean something in Jamaican Jamaican culture? Y'all, please help me. Cause I ain't Barbados, ma'am. Barbados, Bar- ma'am. Yeah, Barbados, not Jamaica. Barbados. Whatever. I'm sorry. And, My bad. And they had on the sports bras or, the, you know, train, not the training bras, the exercise bras or whatever. That's the only thing you show when they open they show when they open up the jacket, but I just don't know the significance of any of it. I was like, what is this? This is the worst halftime I've ever seen. <laughs> Not the worst. I definitely yeah, just, don't agree with that because there's been some people that did some halftime shows. And I'm it like, don't Ooh, matter what you agree with. I'm telling you what I feel. <laughs> mm, you heard me. What's up, Swirl? Happy listen, birthday Mr. to you, Jason. I've been hearing you all night. 
That's All a right, good ladies. thing. We, we got... <laughs> We got Michael been on the line waiting on us. Thank you so much for your patience, Mike. I just had to make sure that I got Miss Terry in and out on time. But Micah, tell us what's on your mind tonight. Hey, how you ladies doing today? Hey, Micah. Hey, Michael. What's going on? Hey, Aunt Lou, how you doing? Excellent. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I'm doing pretty good too. I just want to help you ladies out a little bit. Everyone's dogging the Eagles' defense, and you know, I'm a Niner through and through. But no one's saying what happened to the Eagle offense in the second half. They took the pedal off the metal. They took their foot off the pedal. They only put up 11 points in the second half, a touchdown and a field goal. They had 24-point lead. And, and everyone's, the defense didn't give up that punt return. The defense didn't fumble the ball, and, and uh, Kansas City scored. Take those, take one of those touchdowns off the board. You, you know, people are dogging their defense, which, you know, I get it, I understand, but the defense didn't give up that punt return. That was a backbreaker. They, you know, make them, you don't know what would happen if they would have pinned them back there, if they would have uh, stopped on that punt return. You have no idea what would have happened. Well, Michael, okay, Michael let, me, let me just, let me, let me interject right here. I will tell you right mm-hmm. now, I am being uh, partly facetious and uh, part petty when I put yeah, a lot of emphasis that's, on no, the, the defense no, no, just, just because you. of – Well, I'm the just saying from my point of view, though. Yeah, yeah, but you're, you're entitled to that. But the whole narrative, you know, I, I hate the Eagles. It's not, I don't hate the players. It's the, the, the fans because I live in South Jersey. So they're, they're the most obnoxious fans in the world. Uh, but but the defense was thing. okay. Mahomes did his thing. But the offense, they took their, their foot off the pedal. You got to keep attacking. You got to yeah. come out and score. If you got 24 and a half, you know Mahomes is going to make a run. You got to keep scoring points. And they didn't. They only put up a touchdown and a field goal in the second half. You know, Do you, you, you got to score more. But yeah, it's the coach's fault. The, the, the yeah. defensive coordinator is taking a bad rap about it. But the defensive coordinator, he didn't give up the fumble return for a touchdown, and he didn't give up the punt return. You know, they put it all, that's 14 points that their defense had nothing to do with. Okay. And all I'm right. not, I'm I, not I like, advocating, I'm just getting, getting, I'm just getting, because I coached football and I played it. I'm just getting people to look at the whole thing. Everyone, they're killing the Eagles defensive coordinator. Mahomes is going to make a run. You knew that was going to happen. You can only hold them down, but they're going to make adjustments. Okay? But, but the, the, they didn't give up that, that punt return. If, you know, who knows what would have happened on that drive if Mahomes and them would have stopped, or if they would have been able to stop them. You never right. know. Okay, but I got like you. Like I said, they didn't, make the, they didn't make adjustments. The Eagles could have made adjustments because they scored the play that they scored on. They did the same play on both sides, and the Eagles didn't adjust to it. So I get some of that. But my thing is the offense could have put up more points. They, okay. they should have put up more points. Okay, and I got and you. If you and, and, and on that fumble return for the touchdown, there was a face, a blatant face mask that wasn't called. Terrible face mask, you know. I was rooting for Kansas City, but there was a terrible face mask that wasn't called. Right on, on, on Hurts. Uh, How do you miss that? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, like I said, I'm not advocating. I wanted Kansas City to win. But there's a lot of factors that go into it. And I, and I think next year, I think the 49ers, we're going to be right back in the thick of things next year. We're going to be right in the thick of things, and we're about to make a move. We're going to get somebody from Washington. We're either going to get Chase Young 
or the defensive tackle, I forget, young boy, Proudy or something like that, from um, the uh, Redskins. He had 12 sacks. He's a defensive tackle. Going to put him next to Armstead. I think that's the move they're going to make. He's like 6'9", 310 pounds, and he had like 12 sacks. You know, Bosa is good, but if Bosa's not getting the pressure, we're not getting pressure from the other guys. We need uh, somebody else on the other side to help him out. And teams know that so they can double up on Bosa because the other guys aren't making things happen. They're solid, but they've they got to press the quarterback. And if, you know, Bosa's not doing it, it's not getting done. And that's not, that's not fair to the other guys. The other three guys are just hanging out. You need, uh, we need somebody else on the other side to apply pressure because teams can go away from Bosa all day, game plan and go away from Bosa. Okay. It's a lot that's coming. We're going. I think we're going to be good next year. I think we're going to be good, and and, and it's my my thinking. You got two rookie. You got two young quarterbacks. I if Purdy's able to play, Purdy would be my guy, and Ch- and uh, what Trey Lance would be the backup, because he hasn't shown enough that he's capable of leading. We wouldn't have got this far with with Ch- with uh, Trey Lance. We wouldn't have. He just couldn't make – he can't make the throws. and his, his motion is too long. Purdy's got 48 starts in college, so he has game experience. And he's exactly what Kyle needs for this team. And, and if, I think if we would have played the Eagles with the full deck, we would have blew – I think we would have beat them by double digits. I honestly believe that. I agree. Because Brad, I absolutely yeah, agree. Because Bradbury would have been in trouble. Because the, the focus of that thing was pick on Bradbury, and we would have destroyed him. Brandon Ayuk would have ate him for breakfast. We 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 would have they wouldn't have known where the hits were coming from. They would not have known. I think we got to get another back similar to Mitchell because we can't rely on Mitchell because he can't stay healthy. You know, he, he can't stay healthy. Yeah, none of our backs stay kid, healthy. Uh, That's the problem. Yeah, but Mitchell's disappointing, man. He is so disappointing, man. It, it, yeah, a lot of our – I can't even put it all on Mitchell. Uh, the, our running backs room is probably the most revolving uh, room in NFL history. I, I'm hey, sorry. A quarterback I, and running back, they, they stay hurt. They stay – but that, that one kid, Mason, he's going to be good. He's, he's going to be good if he can stay healthy. I, I just have yeah, no yeah. – we have we have too too much of a revolving door in with our running backs. Um, but I yeah. want to get your thoughts. So, what were your thoughts on the um, on the halftime performance? Did you did you like Rihanna? I I I admire Rihanna, but people are making it more than what it is because it's, you you got to remember you got they have twenty minutes twenty five minutes to compact play as many songs as they can and put on whatever best show they can put on. It's hard. It's hard, and my thing, I'm not being an asshole, excuse my language. If people don't like it, turn the channel, that's all. <laughs> that's all. Play the stuff. If you don't like it, just turn the channel. Go go outside and drink a beer or something. Go eat a plate, something. And instead of complaining, you know, these people, it's hard to compact your whole musical di- compact into one 20-minute thing and try to make everybody happy. You know, it, it just it, it's too much, and so people make – Make it out more than what it what actually is. It's not a concert. They're out there giving you a medley of some of the best songs that they have just to entertain you. It's not you're not going to get all the theatrics, the uniforms. They they're winging it. They're doing the best they can, and people are just making out more than what it actually is. I just ha- you know they're there. She's pregnant. It's an honor to go do the Super Bowl. People should just embrace it. If you if you don't like the music, 
it's, 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 they're doing it. They're doing the best they can. What would you do in this situation if you were them? Get out there and do the best you can. Just be happy you're there. That's all. People making it more than what it actually is. That, okay. that, that's my take on that. that I, you know, I'm a big-time Rolling Stones fan. I like Prince. I like it, whatever, man. Just I'm happy for anybody out there. But I, I, I did notice that a lot, of, a lot of the other cultures were, you know, I see the comments, people knocking them. Because, you know, they, they ain't say nothing. Uh, they're upset because Billy Ray Cyrus or Garth Brooks ain't up there singing, well, well, Lightning Struck the Whorehouse and all that. They're they, they not, they're all hurt. So they don't they don't want to accept another culture, you know? Michael, you crazy. Okay, look, you said something. I got, I got to run back to this real quick before we let you go. Now, you said that Trey Lance would not have gotten us as far as Brock Purdy. No. Then why do we have nope. him on the roster then? Because, because excuse my language, are John and Kyle crapped the bed on that selection. They should have took Justin Fields. He was more pro-ready, and he can make the throws. They're looking at this kid's highlight. They're looking at uh, Trey Lance's highlights and getting wild by those big, long bombs and those runs. He's playing against almost Division two players. He played at Wyoming. He, you know, he didn't play top. What, what's the name? Justin Fields was primed. Now, he was sitting there in our pocket. With him and that offense, we would have destroyed people. We would have act, We would have destroyed. We would have been a threat to go undefeated with the roster that we have with that young boy quarterbacking us. That's how good Justin Fields is, and we we met, we blew the we blew the pick. You had him sitting right there, and you you passed him up to take an unknown quality, unknown uh, commodity. That's retarded. You over they overthought it. You know, they looked at the YouTube, and they, you think about it. They they looked at all his highlights and all that, but he's playing in Wyoming. I got a bunch of friends. We can go out there and beat Wyoming. And, and, or North Dakota State, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I can get a bunch of my friends together and go play them. You know, he didn't play nobody. And they looked at all those highlights and just, just got wild by that instead of just thinking. And, and the sad thing about it, Shanahan has rapport with Justin Fields. He had him in his camps and everything. So you know what the kid brings to the table. He's a Division One quarterback playing in the Big Ten. Bring him in. With him, we would have been a threat to go undefeated with him at our, as our quarterback. That, that's my I, It must be opinion. something else other than talent then. I, I, that's the only thing that I can think. I mean, we, we've been we, – we've been, and, not, and not to say that there's any issues, you know, with, with Justin Fields or something, but there's had to be something that wasn't going to be compatible. Maybe it wasn't on a talent I, level. I, I, I never heard else. an issue with Justin Fields. I never heard a bad thing said about Justin I haven't either. Fields. I've but heard I'm just saying, coaches they have, highly of them. They, they've been pretty good at, 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 uh, as far as talent-wise who they've brought in. So I just, yeah, but um, they, they, they blew it know. on this one. They blew up Justin Fields' right. head and shoulders above Trey Lance. Trey Lance is re- basically a rookie all over again. This is going into his third year, and he's basically a rookie. That's true. Because I mean, we, we no definitely need to see what he's capable of because we haven't seen anything. We, we, but we, 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 we don't have time to watch him develop and grow. We don't have time. This team is ready to win now. This team is ready to win now, and we would not have gotten this far with Trey, with Trey Lance. That's just the bottom line. We wouldn't have got – why do you think they run him so much? Because he's not capable of making those split decisions when needed. Those plays, those off-schedule plays that Brock Purdy was making, those tight throws and all that stuff, Purdy can make them. Trey Lance can't make them. That's why he, 
They have he's running the ball fifteen times a game because he can't make certain throws. He could do bootlegs and throw bombs and run, but those tight okay. throws on he can't do them. Okay, well we don't have to do we, we're gonna have to move him there because we we well one thing we don't have uh, time for is taking up roster spots at the quarterback position. We, you but, know what we should do. Okay. Think about this: pack make a nice package with Trey Lance and a, a couple other players in draft picks. Trey Lance, um, what's it, Ken Law, and a, another player. Package them, send them to Washington, and get Chase Young from Washington, that other de- that defensive end. Get, get him. Okay, get I him. can understand that, but that don't help us at quarterback. I need backup for, Brock, no, we for got Brock Purdy. Brock, Brock Purdy. I would go Brock Purdy, and I would get the kid that's a free agent, Heineke. Taylor Heineke is a, uh, a free agent from Washington. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, but okay. I, he can fit, if, Kyle can, if Kyle can scheme him up, he has the same attributes as uh, Purdy. Make plays. You know, you got to coach him up. You get somebody who can do, make those plays. You know, and, and here's another thing: if Josh Washington didn't get hurt, we might have won a game. The, the, the fourth string. If he didn't get hurt, we could have won a game because he's making plays. So okay. the fumble. He's All right, Michael. <laughs> we gonna we gonna agree to disagree on that one. All right, love. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Though I always look forward to your uh, to your insight. Though I thank you so okay. much for what you bring to All the right. show. Like, give everybody my best. <laughs> Tell Auntie uh, D I said hello. All right. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye now. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right, y'all. So we are going to go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Uh, before you before you move away from uh, the Super Bowl, I just got you asking all these questions. I got a question for you. Now well, I want you to I, save it for me. Bit. I want you to save it for me. I mean, that's going to be the team. Okay. So you're going to write it down if you need to. We're going to jump to our break so that we can come back, hear Lucinda's lyrics, and then your question will be answered by TJ. All right. Oh, you're supposed to say all right, but okay. Anyway, oh, we're going to yes, go ahead ma'am. and go I'm to sorry. break. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and jump to a quick break. And then on the outside of this, yes, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. But right now, it is roll call time. Carrie was with us, but she's gone. But she was here, though. If y'all missed her, you make sure you catch it on the recording. But, Janelle, are you with me? Yes, ma'am. I'm still in the house. Hey, Lou, what say you? I'm here. And it is now the Gleesome Threesome in the house, the triple threat. Ain't Lou, Janelle, TJ. We'll be right back after the break.
good enough for you? Or maybe, maybe you just look too good for me. But don't sweat yourself. Secret Ladies Love Sports 2 with TJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. But you know what time the clock on the wall says? It says it is time. It is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that head. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. I have Super Bowl 57 recap for you. The Chiefs pulled it off in the fourth against the Eagles. This win was very much legal. Or not. They defeated the Eagles 48-45, and they dominated to keep that Lombardi trophy alive. Hurts was phenomenal with the exception of the costly fumble that Nick Bolton returned for a touchdown. There were six points that they needed to have around. Both teams played superbly. I feel that the Phillies' defense failed slightly. Philly led the first half, and Casey took over the second. And those Chiefs were a force to be reckoned. I believe that in the end, experience prevailed because the Chiefs did it without an exhale. <sighs> The Chiefs have been here four times in four years. That's enough to give them a great big cheer. Congratulations! Did you... NBA News. Did you know that Kevin Durant is with the Phoenix Suns? Brooklyn traded him for seven people in compensation. Phoenix and Dallas are stepping it up. Because they really want to win that NBA Finals Cup. Uh-oh. Awesome job once again, Aunt Lou. 
Nice pivot there, too, to the NBA. Awesome sauce. I'm trying to read these. Um, okay, Janelle, I know you got a question for me, but we got somebody on the line that wants to come, so hold on. Hold on to that question, Janelle. Here we go, here we go. 706-593, you are on with the ladies. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Of course, I'm calling from Columbia, South Carolina. You know, 803, Columbia chapter. What's good with you, lady? <laughs> that sounds kind of cackalacky in the house. You didn't tell us your name. What's your name, birthday boy? Oh, this is a Twirl. You know, the <laughs> S-W-I-R-L. Happy birthday. You know, I appreciate y'all. You know, thanks for the love, the shout out. Mama Green, appreciate you. <laughs> okay, what's on your mind? I know you're talking about these four quarterbacks. Now, the four quarterbacks have nothing to do with us spending money. Oh, I, no, know we, no, no, I know no, that they're no. on the rookie contract, but go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to us. Okay, so the way I look at it is like this. you, There's no team – in NFL history, it lost four quarterbacks um, in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Maybe one, maybe two. We were down to our third string. Who would, who, who, I mean, there is no team that would think, oh, Brock Party going to get hurt, our third stringer, that got us that far. And then you lose Josh Johnson. So I understand people say, oh, we need backups, we need backups. We had, we had four backups. And we lost all four of our quarterbacks. <laughs> no, no, that's true, and I, and I definitely understand. That had to be the first time in history. I, I totally believe that. But what I'm saying so, is, is we have to have somebody that can back up whoever we have starting. Because since Kaepernick, we have not had a solid back. That's why we have been irrelevant up until we were able to get Jimmy, but then Jimmy could never stay healthy. And then even with Jimmy, we never had backups. I'm telling you, this was the first season heading into the season that I felt good that if anything were to happen to Lance, we didn't know we were going to have Jimmy, but if anything were to happen to Lance, I felt good about Brock Purdy. He was the, he's the first backup that I've had faith in. So this, all I'm saying well, is we need to get that back. I will say this. Uh, you, I don't know what you've seen, but I, you, you predict the future because I never heard of Brock Purdy besides him being a practice squad quarterback. Um, I, so I know you didn't he watch was our backup to Lance. You didn't watch preseason. I did, but I don't give too much in the preseason. Janelle, now don't get me wrong. You he, like he? You like ninety five percent of football fans? <laughs> right. No, no. I mean, I watched preseason. But I didn't think that he would perform that well during a regular season. Don't get me wrong. Because, hell, mm-hmm. I thought the same thing with uh, with Mullins. Uh-uh. Because I, I thought, I thought no, I, there, was, there, was, there, was a, there was times when I thought Mullins was going to be decent. Mm-hmm. I didn't. But now, uh, Purdy, he, he, went, he went way above and beyond. Now, between Lance and Purdy, okay, that right there tells me we, we got two starters. We do need a decent third quarterback, and I'm hoping the NFL does change the rule where we can have um, uh, an emergency quarterback because I think, honestly, in the end of the day, the people that bought tickets to that game were was cheated. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you on that. Um, and then, once again, like I put in my, uh, in, in my comments, I call it karma. 
because you had all them Philly fans hyped up saying, oh, we beat Frisco. They supposed to... Dude, you beat a third. First of all, you beat a third stringer that played like a first stringer. He was still on depth chart a third stringer. Okay. All right. Then you beat Josh Johnson. I, I'm, I can't even say he a stringer. Yeah, he uh, that, that was that was the experiment right there. But um, all so, right. So my thing is, yes, we got we got we got two starters, and we see we we see that I say sign a vet, but use that money to um, me personally fix our secondary in the back, and maybe and we need some right we need our right side of O line needs some help. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Trent Williams is getting a little, little, you know, up and, you know, long in the tooth. So, uh, well, well, and McGlinchey well, McGlinchey, the right guard. I don't care if we use all eleven draft picks on the right side of the line. I don't care right about now, as long as we can get that side fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love you. <laughs> I do not care, McGlinchey. <sighs> bye. Whatever team gets you. Um, I hope y'all got six quarterbacks because he gonna knock he he gonna let them get knocked out too. <laughs> All right, well you gonna enjoy your birthday. You crazy? All right, love. Is that is that everything you want to get out though? Yes, ma'am. And once again, I just want to let you know you and uh, give you and your mom props. I appreciate y'all for giving me a shout out. Everybody that's listening, um, I'm 48 years old and today. But next year, I'm putting my cash app out so y'all can help me out next year for my future medications. Bob <laughs> Swirl. You going to swirl into some birthday shenanigans. You is crazy. Bye. You are crazy. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga said he going to put his cash out next year. <laughs> That's South Cackalette for you right there, okay? I love my people. I really Oh my god. He is hilarious. <laughs> that oh, was funny. Oh God. All right. Thank you for that laughter. Um, Janelle, what what's your question, babe? Uh, let me get my let me get my uh, right. Okay. And <laughs> go ahead, girl. Okay, so riddle me this. I need you to explain to me how it's possible that both the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator on a losing Super Bowl team have both been given head coaching jobs, yet Eric Benamy, who was on the winning team, still ain't got a head coach job. Explain it to me. Make it make sense. Do it right now. Go. Janelle, if you don't don't get out of my head, if if you do not get out of this line up here – just all in the, the layout. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let us talk about it, okay? Let me let, let me get to it. Let's see here, okay? Because we oh yes we talk about it. now the coaching carousel is complete. The Arizona Cardinals they have now hired former Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, and the Indianapolis Colts. They have now hired former Eagles off Eagles offensive coordinator. I'm sorry, Shane Steichen. Okay, so now the offensive 
and defensive coordinator from the losing Super Bowl team. Now, mind you, they were number one in the NFC all year. They got their team to the Super Bowl. Defensive coordinator had the best uh, top-ranking uh, pass rush. We held all the other first in defense. Um, now, the offense, I think it was pretty uh, – I think it was a top two um, this season. However, you have Eric Behenemy, who is now a two-time Super Bowl champion winner, offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Who is – matter of fact, let me, let me read these stats for you real quick, Janelle. I was ready for you. The last time a Super Bowl participant lost both its coordinators in the same offseason was after the 2016 season when the Atlanta Falcons lost yep. their offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan, who became 49ers coach, and fired defensive coordinator, Richard Smith, who later took a job as the Chargers linebackers coach. Okay? We all know what happened. Falcons lost to the Patriots. No need to regurgitate that. Now, the last Super Bowl team to lose both coordinators to head coaching jobs was the 1994 49ers when Mike Shanahan was hired by the Denver Broncos and Ray Rose was hired by the Eagles. This is according to NFL research. So hasn't happened since 1994 where both coordinators from a Super Bowl team go off to be head coaching jobs, head coaches. <clears throat> Offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy has been on interviews for these six, openings now i think they said he'd been on four total for this this coaching cycle last coaching cycle i think he went on it was between four and six interviews <clears throat> what is coach eric Bieniemy being interviewed for a lateral position the same position for the washington commanders he is set to have an interview on tomorrow for the offensive coordinator position for the washington commanders Janelle, the only, the only plausible answer that I have is that he's not doing something right in his interviewing. I don't know what it is. It hasn't been leaked or released or talked about. But there has to be something going on in his interview process because the man's resume speaks for itself. Now, is it that he doesn't get the, the correct credit for what he does with the Kansas City Chiefs? Is it that we just talked about how genius Andy Reid is, how he goes in at halftime and makes the correct adjustments, how he knows how to, you know, to expose and, and to um, highlight deficiencies in defenses? So is it that he's coaching behind Andy Reid and he, he meaning Arab enemy, is not getting the requisite um, credit that he deserves, or is it him when he's going to these interviews? Let's take a look. Is it possible that maybe he really doesn't want a job, and maybe he just doesn't know how to tell the people no, like um, old boy did with the Lions, and say, listen, I would rather just be here. I'm not going to say that that's the case, but I'm just trying to throw out and, and just hope something sticks, because it's not adding up. It is not adding up to me why Eric Bieniemy has not received a head coaching job in the last four years. We just said the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl the last three out of the four years. They won the AFC Championship, or they've been to the AFC Championship game the last five years. Why does this man not have a head coaching job? It has to be something either he's doing, or he's just not getting the correct credit for what it is that he's doing. What do you think it is? 
I don't know, which is why I asked him. <laughs> because I do not understand. I, I'm, I'm looking at the same stats that you're looking at. And I just knew, I promise you, I just knew that this was going to be his year, that he was going to be offered a head coaching job. And this man is still, still coaching behind Andy Reid. Jermaine Keith now, says, I will don't say, nobody believe I will, that Eric calls the plays. That's what uh, Jermaine says. I will, I will say this, that, that gave me pause. When they, um, the, I watched an interview that Andy Reid did, and they were talking about Eric Benemy. And he blatantly out of his mouth said, I hope that he gets, I hope that he, that he's able to get what he wants, but I would rather him not get, um, a, a head job where I have to fight against him. That, those were the words that came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that clip. Now you tell me what the monkey is going on because the the it, it's obvious that I, I don't know if like you said if if he's hindering him or somebody else is hindering him but something is happening. Hey Lou, I want to give you the opportunity. You want to jump in on this conversation <clears throat> before I continue? Uh, is do you think Andy Reid is trying to hold him back to keep him there with him or what? I don't know. Well, I mean, then if, if, if he would have to be in cahoots with with other owners. I mean, I I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to lose him. Uh, you know, I I would think he wouldn't want to lose him. But I really don't see Andy Reid as, as being an inhibitor in the progression of of Eric Bieniemy. Um, I really don't don't believe that. But there has to be something going on now. Janelle, I want to I want to flip it uh, flip the question. Do you think that Eric now needs to leave Kansas City and go to another uh, team to show and prove his worth? Do you think this would be a good move for him to take the Washington offensive coordinator position, or do you think it's a slap? I don't like I don't like him at Washington, but I think that he's going to have to make a move. It, uh, even if it's a lateral move, in order for him to get where he wants to be. If he truly wants a head coaching job, he's going to have to come from beneath Andy Reid because there's no reason in the world why he's his, he has literally shown and proven himself for the last four years and still sitting in the same spot. Okay. Let me ask you this. Oh, uh, hey, Lou, do you want to answer that question, jump in on that? No, I'm good. All right, so let me ask you this question. Um, Jermaine says, they showed Andy Reid making adjustments during the game, and then he went on to say, I do think that he does need to leave. So let me ask you all this. How long is too long to wait for a head coaching job? Like if you if you know in your heart that you that you should be a head coach, that you deserve to be a head coach in this league, how long is too long for you to wait? I'm just asking the number. What do you think, Janelle? And Jermaine, I want you to answer. The, he, he's at that. He's at that point right now. Four years is too long. If you've shown that you have the ability to, as an offensive coordinator, to to make things happen the way that he has over these few seasons, that I think it's too long to wait. I think now is his time to move. It's just that I don't see 
I don't see Washington being a good move for him because let's say he takes the job and, and he's not um, he doesn't he's not he's not able to um, perform due to their, due to their roster or their um, coaching staff. He needs to be. He, I, I don't see Washington being a good fit. He needs to be with a team that's actually that he actually can can um, do something with. And Washington isn't doing anything. They haven't been doing anything, and they're not going to do anything. Okay, so then if the talent dictates how well he's going to do, nobody else has a Patrick Mahomes now. Too, not not too no, many people not have saying- a Travis Kelsey. And luckily, they have a lot of you know rookie wide receivers. But so so elaborate on that for me. Okay, so I'm not saying that talent makes the difference. Um, makes the difference completely. Let me let me just say that. But what I am saying is, he needs to have something to work with. Ain't nothing to work with in Washington. Okay. So he just can't make something out of nothing. You, you know, he, he can't you know right. put water in wine. Right, because what will happen is he'll go there and then they'll automatically say, oh, that was Andy Reid the whole time. And that's not the case. I refuse to believe that because it takes more than it, it takes more than one coach to be able to to be able to um, make the kind of uh, progress that the Chiefs have made. Well, then let's flip it. He lost one of the most prolific. He 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 lost the wide receiver that was up for offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill. He has four rookie wide receivers that come in. Well, not four. I'm sorry, two rookie wide receivers and then two receivers that come in off of on one year contracts that are through via trade. Juju's not. Juju was nice in in uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Let's keep keep it real, but he wasn't no Antonio Brown. Um, right, right. Out there, Scantling. I think out Juju, of I think um, Green Bay. He's nice. Don't get me wrong, but put up good stats. A uh, uh, Devonte Adams, he is not. So you put the pieces together. Now you lose Tyreek Hill. You put these pieces together. You got two. You got your rookies, the, the youngest in the league this year, and you go to the Super Bowl. If that is not putting it on display, I mean, so to say that he wouldn't be able to work with nothing, I, I don't know. I mean, again, Patrick Mahomes is a, is a big piece of that puzzle, don't get me wrong. But it seems like he can move with with name brand ingredients just like he can, or store-bought, you know, store, you know what I'm trying to say. Girl, you saw so doggone crazy. You, you saw so crazy. It don't make no sense. I promise you it doesn't. Um, now I will give it to you. Uh, he he definitely you can definitely see a change in, in Juju since he's been with the Kansas City Chiefs because you're right when he was with when he was with the Steelers he he was something but he wasn't this he he is literally coming to his own with this team. But I just don't I just don't understand I just honestly I just don't uh, Washington is not. They are not. I would want. I would want him to go to a team where, where he has the ability to be able to build something. And and I'm sorry. I, I'm for, especially to all those Washington fans. Washington is not. They haven't been relevant in years. Period. Right. Okay. And he needs to. 
He he just he needs something he can work with. And I get what you're saying because you are 100% correct. That for him to have so many for them to have so many rookies on that on that um, on the offensive side of the ball, and for them to be able to make the magic happen that they did this year, that that's phenomenal. It really is. It, it is it is amazing what they've done, not only on the offensive side but on the defensive side too. It is amazing what that team has done with with a bunch of rookies. Jermaine says he would like to see him go to Detroit. He says they got the tight end, running back, and wide receiver. Now we talking. Now we talking. Now I can see that. I can definitely see that because Detroit has been. Here's the thing that people just that they sleep on about Detroit. You know, Detroit it gets a bad rep because of their uh, because of their their um, their record. But what what people don't realize is Detroit has been in those games. Their defense is fantastic. When you when you actually watch um, watch the the Detroit Lions, they actually have a team to work with. I think their coaching staff has some something to be desired. They need some help there, you know, and they need a few more pieces. But it's not like Detroit is like trash. Detroit has been in those games. They have. Yeah. I told y'all at the beginning, uh, Boogie Man tried to call me crazy because I was, you know, on something. The hard knock showed me a lot. It showed me that the Detroit, like um, uh, Williams said, uh, what's his name, Damon Williams, uh, Damon Williams, whatever his name is, they they got some dogs over there. <laughs> they have some dogs in Detroit, and Detroit is is they're gonna just start making some noise here shortly. Every team, you know, has they well, the lines they've been down for a long time, but um, I, I think they have the talent. And I think they have the right person at the helm now too with uh, Dan Campbell. But I asked the question about how long, <clears throat> you know, would you wait? Jermaine, I hope you're still here. Dan Campbell needs to call defense. I agree with you that because he counts from the defensive side of the ball. But what do you think about him just ho- waiting it out? We don't know how much longer Andy Reid is going to be there. He says he's not going anywhere anytime soon, but uh, didn't um, old boy from Arizona say that too? Uh, was the coach from Arizona? No, um, Tampa Bay. He, he was with Arizona, then went to Tampa Bay. Bruce, Bruce Arians. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anything yes, can yes. happen. So should Eric just stay put, and then he might could be the heir apparent or the predecessor to Andy Reid? What are y'all thoughts on uh, that? Let me Jermaine, just be honest. Let me let me let me just be honest on with you. If his choice is to stay or to go to Washington, he needs to stay put because Washington mm-hmm. is not where it's at. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, how long should he stay put? Is it just this year, or you know what I'm saying? I, or do you think he should just wait it out and wait for wait for Andy to leave? Maybe even put into the, put into a contract or something, just like how Bruce Arians did with with um uh who's the coach now for Tampa? Um, Bowen, Todd Ty Bowen. Maybe put it in there. Hey, when Andy decides to step down, y'all, you know what I can do. I don't have. I shouldn't have to show and prove to y'all. Let me be the next man up. Yeah, but here's the thing: how long? How long is he supposed to wait to be the next man up? That's the problem. He don't wait four years already. <clears throat> True, but the way Andy Reid is talking, he point blank said he's not planning on going anywhere no time soon. Andy Reid so might not be in control of that man? decision if he keep going the way he's going. And you know what I'm talking about? Man, getting wider and wider for long now. Yeah, oh my God. You so you so out of control. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he 
he might not have no choice in the matter. I'm just saying. You never know. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Girl, you just look. He's he's spreading, Janelle. Come on now. That ain't out of control. That's observation. Yeah, but that though that that's not fair. That don't have nothing to do with his ability to keep culture. Now y'all just being unfair to the man. No, I'm saying that could affect his health. I'm being dead serious. We saw what happened with Bruce Arians. The man uh, never had a heart attack because of uh, what was it? Diabetes he had, high blood pressure. That's what I'm saying. Your health is very important, and this is a coaching job. I'm a stress. You already and no, I, I'm being dead serious. He might not think he, you know, going to be getting out of coaching anytime. So we don't know. And Eric's waited four years already. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. We don't know. But um, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Washington is not the move, Eric, especially to go to the same position. I, I just I would think that's a slap in the face. Why am I going to go to a Super Bowl? I just won two Super Bowls here. Now I'm not even going to be in the playoffs. Come on now. that's Come on, Eric. I, I, I hope you know you're, you're more, worth more than that. Well, well, TJ, did you say that Reed said that he needs to leave? Did you say did Reed say that he needs to leave or get another job, or what was that? Well, I heard that. Well, Janelle, correct me if I'm wrong. I just think he implied that he might get a little bit more respect if he did leave off from under his wing. I think Andy right. is is understanding that he might be inhibiting him and his his um, getting the just due that he deserves by being under Andy Reed. That's how I took that. But I, I definitely don't think he wants him to leave. Do you, you agree with that, Janelle? Yes, ma'am, I do. It, it's going to be an interesting, you know, off season. that's for sure. Um, but I, I do hope that he does not um, go to, to Washington and take their offensive coordinator job. I mean, unless it can help him prepare, I don't know. We just we just don't know. We don't we don't know what it, what what it could bring of it. If it'll elevate his career, then you know I'll be it. But like you said, I, I would hate for him to go there and then, you know, not succeed, and then he's just I don't know. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to know. Because then if he doesn't succeed, then what does that mean about his talent? Does it is that a reflection? That's hard to say. That's that's, that's a lot. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Okay. Well, ladies. Um, the time has come and gone. What you say? <laughs> I did want to talk about uh, KD, but we'll, we'll definitely pick up. He's not going anywhere. And I think the um, NBA All-Star is this uh, this coming weekend. So, of course, by the time we come back, hopefully they'll have some games under their belts. But I'm, I definitely um, want to – we'll dive into basketball because we really won't have no choice. We'll dive into basketball, of course, once we return after Ash Wednesday. So, um Ladies, with that, it's a wrap for the show. What an awesome show. Great dialogue tonight. And uh, shout-out to Micah and Jason for calling in and talking to us tonight. Um, but we will go ahead and jump to our shout-outs. And, Janelle, you're up first. You know, before I start my shout-outs, let me just say, I absolutely love it when, when Micah and Jerome call in because the one thing that you know that's going to happen is they're going to give it to you all whether you like it or not. That that is just so hilarious to me. Those two, they do not pull no punches at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, that was awesome. Um. So I'm, I'm gonna make this short and sweet. Um. You know how much I love you, ladies. Um. 
TJ, I want to tell you how much I appreciate um, how much I appreciate you because that text that you sent me, um, that conversation that we had, actually really helped me put things into perspective because I, I was I was not in the right headspace. So I, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for always, always, always being the the greatest friend, the greatest sister a person can ask for. You are. I, I promise you, you've got a place in my heart that will never be diminished or replaced by anyone. I love you so much, um, I, and I love your mom, too, because your, your mom literally has raised one of the most outstanding human beings on this earth. I, I mean, seriously, she she is the epitome of what a mom is supposed to be because she's always got your back regardless to what's going on. And it's just, it's awesome for me to see that. I absolutely love it because, you know, not everybody has that. So to be able to see it front and center is, is, is it's a fantastic thing for me. It really is. But I, I love you guys so much. I, I do. And, Mrs. Sender, I, I know we give you a hard time when you jump on your, on your I don't even know what to call it because you, you just, Sometimes you just get out of control, and we just don't know where to go. All we can do is hold on for dear life and wait to see where we're going to land because you, sometimes you really get out of control. But I appreciate the fact that you were able to roll roll it back in, roll yourself back in in line at night. I, I do appreciate that, but I love you anyway. <laughs> Hi, Janelle, girl, you are so funny to me. Uh, I, I love you. You know, I love you right back. Um, and I must say, it it, it amazes. It's, it's amazing to me what you said about um, the text messages because, as I always tell you, it doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter. You always hit me with the word that I need at the right moment. So, um, I just feel like uh, we are our Thelma and Louise. Um, you know, we uh, sound like four flat tires. And I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Um, hey, Lou, you're up. Yes, I want to wish uh, Mary on the 16th. Mary will be having a birthday. That is tomorrow. She'll be turning 65. Uh, happy birthday, Mary. She's my, uh, she'll always be my sister's ex-sister-in-law slash sister. Uh, and then we have on the 21st of February, uh, Brian, Bryson Cezel, he's going to be nine years old. This is my nephew, your cousin, uh, Junior. He's my my uh, great nephew, your second cousin. I don't know how you call that, but you know what I'm talking about. But he'll be uh, nine years old on the 21st. I want to shout out happy birthday to him. And then uh, Alvin Jason George will have a birthday on the 26th of February. He'll be turning the big 61. Happy birthday, Jason. Uh, I just want to say, Miss Terry, thank you for coming tonight, uh, even though you didn't stay but an hour, but I thank God for that because your presence was really appreciated. Hopefully we'll get you the next time we come back on the first uh, for two hours. Woo, Janelle. Oh, God, what do I say? Nothing. Okay, I just, I'm just going to say that I love you. <laughs> I just want to say I love you and I, I thank God for you because you, you guys are you, you, you freaking frat and Thelma and Louise and you the ones that robbed the bank who, who's the ones that robbed the bank the black girls but I just don't don't be robbing no bank set it off huh set it off set yeah. it off yeah <laughs> so uh, 
I just thank you uh, just for being the, the big supporter that you are. Uh, you are like uh, Obama. And I just thank you for that, you know, being a part of, of TJ's life and stuff and, and that uh, y'all grow together and, and love on each other for the rest of your days. TJ, I love you. The show was just off the chain. Those guys, thank God for your opinions because everybody got one. Um, I just, I see y'all, and hopefully you'll come back again. Um, and um, I just want to say that uh, you keep doing what you're doing, and, and when you look up, you won't be doing it no more because it's going to be doing you. Love you all. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Aileen, and I love you right back. And, Janelle, I don't know if you were on Facebook, but my mom always, um, she hears what you said. She tells you that, uh, that she loves you um, each and every time, So and hugs and kisses. So just wanted you to know. All right, ladies, uh, so no show next week, and when we return, we'll be back for one hour. Uh, like I said, I think it's up to April the 5th, but it's the Wednesday before, um, you know, Resur- Resurrection Sunday. All right? Until then, ladies, I love you, and y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful week. Goodbye, Queen. Love you right back. Good right. night, ladies. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies of sports on Wednesday night. Shout out to Geno Smith. He won um, Comeback Player of the Year. I didn't uh, get a chance to get this. And Brian Dabo, he won Coach of the Year uh, from the Giants. Shout out to D'Amico Ryans, my 49ers um, off defensive coordinator. Um, he did win Assistant Coach of the Year. Uh, defensive Rookie, Soft Gardner of the Jets. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson. So the Jets, uh, they racked up in the NFL Honors, and Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson from the Vikings, and, of course, Defensive Player of the Year, none other than my number 97, Nick Bosa. All right. So that is going to do it for the show tonight. Um, oh, let's see. What was Wednesday Wikipedia? I think I had something. Mm-hmm. 1965, yes. Today in sports, February 15th, NFL teams pledged not to sign college seniors until they had completed all of their games, including bowl games. All right? And I thought I had another one. Oh, yeah, 1946. I'm sorry. Edith Houghton, at age 33, she was signed as a baseball scout by the Philadelphia Phillies, becoming the first female scout in the major leagues. That was in 1946. All right? So that's going to do that. Uh, Birthdays today, Jane Seymour turns 72. Amber Riley, the actress, turns 37. Megan Thee Stallion turns 28. And Birdman. Okay, anyway, he turns 54. Shout out to them. Shout out to Marlon. Shout out to Ronbo Ronbo Sports. Shout out to Marvin and Harold Chambers. Uh, shout out to the Chop Shop, Robert Hatter, Jim Hicks, and sometimes Chris Walker. Um, of course, Ain't Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. She did an awesome job, as always. You make sure that you catch the recording. Shout out to Terry. She joined us for the first hour of the show. So we did have um, a full roundtable tonight, the fearsome foursome, and then went down to the triple threat, uh, Janelle. As I always say, um, just thank you for your friendship, uh, for your love. Aunt Lou, thank you, um, and both you, all of you ladies for your professionalism and the support that you show me each and every week. Um, happy birthday again to our fan favorite, Jason Swirl Frederick, celebrating his birthday today. Also, shout out um, early birthdays to Oscar Ladner and uh, my brother from another mother, Anthony Jackson. They'll be celebrating their birthdays on Friday. Shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. I love you, fellas. And, of course, last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green. Thank you for everything you do for me and for LL Sports, too. Can't say it enough, but I love you, Essie. All right, so that is going to do it for tonight. Um, that leaves us 
time for only one more thing that is TJ's motivational moment. As I said, February, Black History Month. I will always leave you with a spotlight and um, quote, Black History quote, all right? So tonight, before I go, share the show. Tell the show, y'all. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night, all right? So tonight we are spotlighting Robert Singstack Abbott. Abbott laid the foundation for what would eventually birth many black publications, including Ebony, Jet, Essence, Black Enterprise, Right On, Sheen Magazine, and many more. In 1905, Abbott founded the Chicago Defender, a weekly newspaper. The paper started out with a 25-cent investment, y'all, 25 cents. You know how much that was probably worth back in 1905? Um, A 25-cent investment and a four-page pamphlet, increasing circulation with every edition. The Defender played an important role in encouraging African Americans to migrate from the South for better economic opportunities. The success of the paper made Abbott one of the first African-American self-made billionaires. Again, Robert Singstack Abbott. I'll leave you with two quotes tonight. Success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome while trying to succeed. That was Booker T. Washington. The last quote. Dreams are lovely, but they are just dreams, fleeting, ephemeral, pretty. But dreams do not come true just because you dreamed them. It's hard work that makes things happen. It's hard work that creates change. That was Shonda Rhimes. And that is my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, Y'all be blessed. We'll see you back March 1st. Until then, bye-bye.